ready. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 303 albums? Are you kidding me? Wait, what are 303? we 303? <laughs> he was at 303 like a year ago, Spencer. <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make you look this up. Are you Are you serious? I don't remember. Like I think last episode it was 313. <laughs> so Okay, I'm looking it up. I'm mm-hmm. looking it up. Leave this in. Leave this in. Wait. Uh, hold on. Wikipedia. Okay. Here we go. Like series. Oh my god. Wow, there's so many. Uh, wait. 321? 21 now? Did he release one today? Uh, it says July 9th. Yeah, today. Holy shit. So, so yeah, I had 315 here because I didn't check today. I checked last night when I was finishing my, my research for this episode. <laughs> so he released one today, so it's going to be 316 now. Yeah, okay. I see. I see yeah. that. I see that. Holy shit. Wow, I, I didn't know he released one, one today. today. Holy, he he must have released it like within the last couple hours. That's nuts. Bucket news. <laughs> yeah, right? Holy shit. <laughs> How how wow. how felicitous! Well, look at that. We're extra accurate because I'm stupid. So oh, yeah. how nice is that? <laughs> and since this is coming out tomorrow, unless he releases another one today, it's going to be our most accurate episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, since 2011, Buckethead has released 316 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to him. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. No! I camped way too long on that bong hit, dude, while doing the the bucket gas thing. Shit. <laughs> One sec. Yeah, you did. God, tastes terrible. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta leave this in. This is great stuff. Great uh great bong oh casting. <laughs> mm. Wash it down with like the most lukewarm coffee from two hours ago. Oh, that Ooh. was an entirely unpleasant experience. Oh yeah. Welcome followers, coffee. wallowers, and swallowers, ballas, shot callers, and manufacturers of shock callers, road scholars, height fallers, and filthy Tom Lala, Darth Maulers, DJ Qualas, car stallers, and howdy yallers, skin crawlers, freight haulers, give allers, and biggie smallers. Let's get it done. Let's have some fun. Let's kick some ass. It's episode 91 of Getting Head. Head. A A bucket bucket cast. cast. Oh my god. Wow, look at that. We're here 91? Mm -hmm. That is a lot of uh, episodes. It's also a lot of numbers. It's 91 numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the international direct dial for phone calls to India. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, So in in the sense of a US dollar, Mm -hmm. 91 91 cents is the amount of money one has if one has 
one each of the coins of domina- denominations less than a dollar. So a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, and a half dollar. How interesting cool. is that? Not. <laughs> no one needed to know that. I would, I would say it's R slash mildly interesting. Yeah, at best. You know? Like, who who carries yeah. a half dollar anymore? Like, when was the last time you saw a half dollar, Spencer? Uh, I saw a half dollar when I was working at a cafe. There was, like, weird old men that if, would if, come in and pay with, yes. with so, half dollars. So only weird old men have half dollars, dollar coins, and, and two dollar bills. bills. Yeah, two Or, like, yeah. if you go to strip clubs in Portland, you got two dollar bills as well. Oh, interesting. You told me that a long time ago. I yeah, yeah. a lot of strip clubs in Portland uh, have had the genius idea of having like ATMs that only cash out in $2 bills. And so you have to tip at least $2 to the strippers, basically, which that is, is That is awesome. a, a genius idea. It is. That, it is amazing. marvelously genius. Like whoever thought mm-hmm. of that fucking deserves all the money they made from that idea. <laughs> Hell yeah. Not I'm really. That's shitty capitalism, but whatever. <laughs> At least strippers are getting paid, and we love strippers getting paid. Yeah, we do. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they deserve it. Um, so it's time for the information you've been waiting for specifically. Are you ready? Yeah. What, are you mm-hmm, ready for this? All right. Okay. So 91 mm-hmm. is the ISBN group oh, identifier. Yeah. For books uh-huh. published in Sweden. 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 Isbin. Isbin. <laughs> oh, God. We fucking love the Isbin. That gives yeah, me power every week. <laughs> Thank you for that. It makes me really happy. I don't know. I like yeah. talking about the Isbin. I like the Dewey. That's that's related to the Dewey Decimal System, right? It's, I mean, well, I mean, okay. It's get, not, no, sorry. it's not no, because it's not. Dewey Decimal is book categorization by like in, theme and topic, um, mm-hmm. and then by author. So it's mm-hmm. it's a lot more of a I don't know, not a logical system, but it's not a geography system. It's a it's yeah. it's all part of a the larger book classification sorting system for so sure. So they're both books book things. Both book things for sure. There, there we go. That's the connection I was looking for. There we yeah. But they're both things <laughs> like librarians really care about, and pretty much nobody else. Mm-hmm. I saw this uh, this this like screenshot going around where it was like somebody being like, "I'm a librarian, and I saw someone moving the dinosaur books to the fiction section, and I said." thank you for doing what I can't. Mm. And then there, it was like a screenshot of somebody responding to this being like, I'm a librarian and I can't imagine a librarian not slapping a person trying to do that. Yeah, right? There's, <laughs> like, there's no, it's because, yeah, no. it's like you're miscategorized. Like literally they belong in one place. They have a number that tells mm-hmm. them where it should go. It's not a fucking bookstore where they yeah. just like, oh, what category should this be in? Well, uh, self-help. It's a guy talk. It's either memoir or self-help. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like that. It's a fucking <laughs> Those library. Are the only two categories sold in bookstores. Yeah. Memoir and self-help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, th- those are the only kinds of books I read. Oh, cool. Those are cool books. Yeah. yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, re- I read a self-help book once. It was like written by this dude who was like a Marine or whatever. And he's like the power of like your brain or something. I was pretty young cool. when I read it. And I was mm-hmm. like, this, this seems okay. I guess it was basically the, the whole gist of it was like, Hey, if you like use discipline and like focus on things, you could probably get a lot done. Yeah. And no, that's, be a that's, more that's productive totally person. True. I mean like, and that, that's the thing is like, all those books are just like long diatribes on some very simple concepts. Like basically Truthfully. all of self-help is like, you know, um, like get better at something, have discipline and like, 
you know, will yourself to be better at things and your life will be better. And that's... And that's true. Yeah, generally. it's totally true, <laughs> but it's like you don't need, you know, a whole genre of books about that. <laughs> like That's that's true. I, I feel like there are too many, uh, definitely too many. And then you get into like the, the lifestyle sort of stuff where you get like the Eckhart Tolle and the, like the, those uh, yeah. kind of motherfuckers mm-hmm. where they're like, where it's like oh, buy into my entire like kind of, lifestyle yeah. philosophy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's kind all the same lame. shit. They're all saying the same shit. Definitely. You know? It's like, be true to yourself. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So know what some you of need. it is like Christian flavored. Some of it's like bigoted Ooh, flavored. flavored. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's different flavors of that shit, but it's all kind of the same thing. That's true. That's yeah. true. Speaking of kind of the same thing, what's up with you? Not much, you know, hanging out, working, fucking doing content and stuff. Um yeah, dude. You're Bucking, busy. Sucking, uh, long haul trucking. You know, the big three. My oh, big yeah, three. Those are the big three. My big three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for you, for you specifically. Uh, I've been doing a lot of things mm-hmm. um, over the past week. I'm in an apartment now, as you can see. Yeah. Um, I have a corporate apartment. How fancy corporate is that? apartment. I don't like anything corporate, so fuck your apartment, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, true that. Your it, fucking it capitalist like... fucking stooge apartment. <laughs> definitely it is like a weirdly huge apartment though like it's it's really big like I, you can probably hear the echo yeah. in this room but it is like a very large room mm-hmm. and then there's two other rooms it's 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 big well if, if you can hear the echo maybe you should turn off your sega genesis you know what i mean because you're playing <laughs> echo the dolphin that's my joke <laughs> wow that's a, that's a, that a good joke I, speaking of echo the dolphin man uh-huh. oh man have you watched like playthroughs of that game that game yeah. is bullshit it's weird and it's, it's hard yeah. as fucking shit. It doesn't. Well, it, the thing is, it, it doesn't give you like any hints about anything. No, and it's like these very large, very like complicated maze like maps, mm-hmm. and they all everything looks the same, and so it's like yeah. really hard to find the shit. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's they, they were like, hey, uh, you know, how everyone hates the underwater level in a video game. Mm-hmm. Let's just make that the whole fucking game. Oh, obviously, like, million why? dollar idea. Why right would there. you know? That's a that's a ten dollar <laughs> idea. Like it's. <laughs> I can't, I, you, you really think somebody would pay ten dollars for that? Maybe a, a ten dollar gift card that they have left over or something. Yeah, an Arby's, <laughs> an Arby's gift card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love an Arby's gift card. Um, I went to the, uh, I went to San Francisco the mm-hmm. other day. Yeah. Um, have you been to San Francisco? San Francisco, more like it. <laughs> yeah, several times. I uh, last time I went, I my brother was doing a conference there. And okay. I bought like the worst weed I've ever bought in my life and hate Ashberry. Worst oh, nice. weed ever. It was well, like... When was that? Was that like pre-legalization? Yeah, it's before... Well, yeah, yeah. It was actually... Well, no. No, I think it was... I don't know. I, I, don't, I think it was pre-legalization. Yeah, it was like four years ago or something like that. So it was like huh. the year they legalized it, I think. But I don't think they had any like infrastructure for legal weed at that point. So. Damn. Mm-hmm. You hate buying bad weed. The worst weed I've ever bought in my life was like... I was it was in Anchorage, Alaska, and I was like a teenager. It was probably like nineteen or something. Yeah. And like you you know when like in Anchorage, Alaska, in say two thousand six or two thousand seven, yeah. and you were like trying to find weed, you just oh, yeah. like knew a guy who yeah. maybe knew a guy, uh-huh. or like sometimes you knew the guy that was selling the weed, but like yeah. sometimes that guy didn't have weed, so you had to like find somebody else. It was like the whole thing. Didn't didn't like Brian Harris have a cousin who was a real piece of shit who always sold the shittiest weed? Uh, I don't remember that. There's someone much. who had a cousin. And their cousin um, Kenny 
That's a real piece of shit. <laughs> you don't remember Kenny and his shit? No, I don't weed? I think Kenny. I think you bought weed from him with me like before and it was like Bro, I I, I bought weed from like half of Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Half of Alaska sells weed, which is the weird thing. <laughs> it is. It is a weird thing. Um but I remember like one day I like everybody i knew that that was like a, a hookup for weed didn't mm-hmm. have weed and oh, so like it was dry so often man. it was so dry and like my my friend and i were like calling everybody in our phone trying to find some weed we finally found somebody who was like yeah i can find you some weed but you got to pick me up and you got to smoke some of it with me mm-hmm. we we're like fine so we go and pick up this dude he takes us to this this house bunch of shady dudes sells me for forty dollars, the shittiest, smallest bag of shake I have ever seen in my life. I think we're thinking about the exact same thing. <laughs> I think we're thinking about the same instance because this is—I'm pretty sure you were there with me, and it was this guy named Kenny, who I think was Brian's cousin or something. And it was like the shittiest fucking weed we'd ever gotten, and it was like, you know, it—it it was not only just shitty weed, but it was only like two point two grams or something of like that. Shake. It was yeah. pure shake. Yeah. No, no. Like, I, I recall that. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the exact same instance, Spencer. I don't remember you being there, but it is entirely possible. Uh but yeah, you know, you hate a shitty sack of weed. Anyway, speaking of shitty sacks of weed and mm-hmm. also shitty things, I went to San Francisco. Yeah. Um I'd never been to well, okay, that's not true. I've been to San Francisco before, but uh years ago, like mm-hmm. literally like fifteen, twenty years ago, like long time ago. Okay. Um so I go to I go to San Francisco just to check it out. I went to the Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate Bridge is cool. Did you go thing. to Golden Gate Park? Because that's one I of the best did. parts of San Francisco. That's a great. I did park. yeah, Golden Gate Park was really cool. Yeah, uh, um, down sort of by Golden Gate Park, if you like go past it towards the water, there's like a beach down there and everything. I went mm-hmm. down there. It was pretty cool. Um, and then I went to go to this restaurant that was recommended to me by some friends on Instagram. Thank you so much. Uh, called. Uh, Gracias Madre. It's like a fancy vegan Mexican restaurant. What? Thank you, mother. Yes, thank you, mother. Yes. Thanks, Ma. Thank, thank, thanks, Ma. Uh, yeah, so I went there and the food was really good. Like the restaurant was was cool, mm-hmm. but it was in a place called the Mission District. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah Mission District. That fucking place looked like goddamn fallout three it was <laughs> insane like walking around there there was just like human shit everywhere like all the buildings looked all fucked up so it and looked crazy. like philadelphia is what you're saying <laughs> bro it was insane like i i was walking around there and i was like the fuck happened here <laughs> like this place is crazy like mm-hmm. oh my god and then it's just like like there's like no signage for like any business on the street that I was on. And mm-hmm. so like I, I walk there and I like walk past the like restaurant I was trying to go to because it didn't look like anything. It just like another fucked up storefront. But yeah. then like I found the place I was looking for. I go in there and then it's like all fancy and nice inside and mm-hmm. like food is expensive and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Mm-hmm. What a, what a strange place. Um, yeah, because so, even like even in the sh- the shitty parts of San Francisco, shit's still fucking expensive. Yeah, like San Francisco is pretty pretty expensive. Uh, San Francisco's fucked. Like with with the zoning laws, they have fucked themselves because for, they've had these super restrictive zoning laws forever that don't really allow for like big apartment buildings in so much of the city. And hmm. so you just have like the biggest they're allowed to do is like duplexes and shit like that. And so. You don't have yeah. more efficient living and like property is very scarce. You can only build out so far because it hits the sea at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, it's like a, it's actually like a weirdly small place. Like the city is only like seven miles, it, like 
end to end. Yeah, the, or something the like Bay that. Area is fucking huge, though. Yeah, yeah, like, Bay it, is huge. Yeah, yeah. The like, I mean, if you count, you know, like San Francisco in the Bay Area, like uh, Chicago, it's like one of the biggest metropolitan areas in in the world. Oh no, so definitely. Was, um, and and what's weird is that um, San Francisco proper, like the actual city itself, mm-hmm. is um, the second most people per like square mile oh, uh, in the most United dense. States, right below New York. Wow. So it, it goes like New York City and then San Francisco like as in, the if, most dense If cities. they were allowed to have higher efficiency buildings, like more apartment buildings, they would be probably the most dense city in the world. Like if people could probably. actually afford to live there, mm-hmm. like everyone would live in San Francisco because it doesn't have shitty weather like New York. I don't know. The weather in San Francisco was kind of shitty when I was there. It can be shitty. Uh, apparently, like, yeah, some of the summers, especially, like, in the morning in San Francisco, it's, like, fucking cold and yeah, cloudy what, and shit. The, the weather down here in the Bay Area has been really, really weird. It's, like, mm. it's actually really, really nice where I'm at. So, I'm in Santa Clara now. Okay. And in Santa Clara, the weather is great. Like, every day, it's, like, between 70 and 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, a dry heat, though. So, is, like, at night, it cools inland, down. Or is it still on the the coast so it's it's inland it's okay um, that makes sense it is you, is it past the mountains or is still yes so okay. it's inland it's past that the mountains it is no. west of san jose and east of like redwood city like daily city like south of um san francisco okay so on, on the inner south bay um but yeah, the weather weather down here is fantastic. But like the weather varies pretty significantly. Like I drove to Santa Cruz the other day, which is like on the coast, yeah. and Santa Cruz was like kind of cold. And then San Francisco was freezing. <laughs> like I was wearing like a full ass like jacket and shit when I was in San Francisco, and that was just like during the day. It was San Francisco. Weirdly enough, like it'll be like eighty degrees here, and it'll be like fifty nine in San Francisco. That's so weird. You it's know, that's, super uh, weird. Mark Twain once said, "The coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco." <laughs> I think is a pretty sick quote. That is a pretty sick quote. I like that. Yeah, Mark Twain um, was a very quotable fella. Speaking of Mark Twain, I think it might be time for goth news. Yeah, seersucker suits are so goth, dude. <laughs> Beneath the weeping moon, it's goth news. Goth news, goth news, news. Finally, some real hopeful goth news. Into it. This week, a TikToker and streamer named At uh, Gutnot went viral for a video and a series of photos, one in which she is dressed in full goth regalia and driving a John Deere tractor. Oh, yeah. I, saw, and, I feel like I saw this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, one in which she is similarly dressed driving a forklift. Oh, I haven't seen the fourth forklift video. That's it's, pr- it's pretty good. It's just a, a picture, actually. I think I, it might be a video, but I don't go on TikTok. I just seen the pictures. Yeah, tractor goth is is yeah. popping off now. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There's there's really nothing more to this story. Uh, <laughs> we just love to see a goth girl in demonia boots that is forklift certified. <laughs> yeah, that's some do. real hot girl shit right there. That, that's some goth news. Like that, even, that's valid. Even, even yeah. Abby from NCIS, I don't think she's forklift certified. I don't think so either. Which is know? crazy. Like, mm-hmm. She'd be yeah. a lot cooler if she was. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. This week in goth obituaries, uh, Takahashi Kazuo, creator of manga and card game Yu-Gi-Oh! was found oh. dead this week. Damn. 
Takahashi's body was found off the shore of Okinawa by a Japanese Coast Guard boat responding to a uh, the hails of another boat, saying they saw a body. Damn. Having been dead for several days in an apparent snorkeling accident, his body was found already partially scavenged. Hmm. The death is still being investigated, but regardless, we pay homage to a trailblazer in the world of card games and manga, both of which are totally goth as fuck. Sure. Yeah. Rest in peace, Takahashi. Most importantly, stay dead, brother. Hell yeah. And finally in goth news, this week, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter continues to try to be a business influencer by posting several videos online about his views on entrepreneurship. Oh, I bet he's got great views. Oh, yeah. He included one that said, quote, <clears throat> when somebody tells you you're asking too many questions or somebody tells you you're asking a dumb question, that's when you know you're on to something. That's <laughs> when you know you're asking the right questions. <laughs> so when you... So, <laughs> when so you... You could yeah. go to one of his, like, does he do, like, public speaking events? Not you know? really. He's on podcasts and stuff. I mean, he does, yeah, he, he does do public speaking events, like high schools and stuff. I don't know if he does Q&As and stuff, Let, Let's say Let's say he did do a Q&A, mm -hmm. and you were like, hey, man, like, uh, you know, what, what's your, like, what's your foot care routine, brah? Like, how do <laughs> you take care of them dogs? Can I see like, them feet? Can, Can I, I see, see them feet? feet? Like, and he's like, like, I don't like that question. Be like, that's how you know I'm asking the right questions. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm on to something. You mm -hmm. said so. You According say. to you, yeah. like, this is th these are the right questions to ask. Yeah. Because An another good example of a dumb question someone might ask, Tim, would be, uh, or he might ask, uh, why are you trying to remove me as the CEO of a company after <laughs> I caused our stock to fall 30% and I said the N-word at a public sales meeting? It'd be, you know, because asking uh, the right questions. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, is it a dumb question? Uh, Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. Then he used the N word during a conference call. Dark news, dark news for cool dudes. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, brother. I don't know. Do we got anything for a middle section here? What's uh, what's going on? Oh, we uh, haven't uh, uh, pa uh, Patreon update. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Nothing really new is going on on the Patreon. Uh, Spencer is still like getting settled in and stuff. So sorry, we haven't been able to do anything extra or anything lately. Ooh. I'm looking into maybe getting like some some T-shirts done for our uh, five dollar subscribers. So that you, would be they nice. deserve it at this point. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of our five dollar subscribers. Uh, thank you uh, very much to uh, Dan Morrison, mm -hmm. Dylan Lance, mm -hmm. uh, Ian Killia, Hell yeah. and Deborah Saturnus. Hell yeah! Uh, well, a new Love new person you. up in the five dollar tier. Thanks for thanks for everything. Uh, that's that's the that's one of the people that recommended that uh, restaurant to me. Nice. And it, it uh, in New York. It was really good. Hmm. It was very very good. I liked that burrito quite. A bit. We love a good burrito. You know what I've been doing lately is I've been um, perfecting uh, a falafel recipe. Oh, do tell you you yeah. made me a falafel. I have. Before, I this believe. is this is far beyond what I've ever made before. I think I have come up with, in my opinion, one of the perfect falafel recipes. It's it's as close as I have ever tasted and uh, texturally to. Um, do you remember Aladdin's in Alaska, the Lebanese do. restaurant? Mm -hmm. Their falafel was my favorite falafel ever because it was like very crispy um, on the outside, but almost doughy on the middle. So like spongy kind of? 
Uh, not not spongy, almost like doughy. Like almost, almost um, like it was very soft and easy to bite into. It was almost like a falafel ball, like crust filled with like really well seasoned hummus. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, it was like super, like you know, uh, mashed up on the inside and like you know, not not doughy, but like soft, um, yeah. almost raw, but still hot, it's delicious. Nice. Um, but. My, I mean, I, I have a deep fryer, which is a big part of it. Like oh, that's deep a frying huge part. falafel. You, you gotta is, have a, you gotta deep fry that shit. Yeah, I mean, even pan frying it, even like deep frying in a pan, isn't quite the same. No, it's not the same. You gotta have a real fryer. Yeah, like the falafel balls will like cook and like rise to the top at a certain point. If if you cook it like I cook it, which is with you gotta use some flour, but the big big secret is using mm-hmm. flour with baking powder. Oh yeah. Okay. Baking powder takes it to the next level. It makes it super crunchy on the outside and it like it makes a crunchy protective layer so the inside doesn't overcook and the inside yeah. doesn't like explode. And so it's like mm-hmm. it's almost like a fritter at that point. Like a, nice. a fucking falafel fritter. And uh next time uh you're around I will make you some. It'll I love blow that. your it'll blow your dick out your asshole, Spencer. I'm into that. You it'll know blow your dick you out made of your me a sandwich a long time ago that I think about actually fairly regularly. Interesting. It was, what, what was the this sandwich? was a very long time ago. I want to say this was like 2018 probably. Okay. Um, it's not that long ago. Four years. Uh, actually, you know what? It had to have been earlier than that because I was still vegetarian at the time. So it was probably like 2015 or 16. A really long time ago. Oh. Anyways, I was like at your house and you were like, hey, you want a meatball sub? And I was like, Sure. Yes. And, and then you just like threw a bunch of shit in a blender, blended mm-hmm. it up, and then fried the balls. Yeah. And then it was like mushrooms and like so, yeah, beer mu- and like yeah, an mushroom egg and egg, like a bunch beer, of shit. Yeah. Uh, like, um, I, I do remember that. So, yeah, that and was And you my, just like threw it on a hoagie with like some mm-hmm. marinara, and it was like, it blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I was very stoned, but it still, yeah. I think about that sandwich regularly. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to recreate that and give you the recipe because it's, it's pretty basic. It's just like a mushroom-based falafel almost. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that reminded me of that, and that was good. You you have a history of the, these sorts of culinary experiments. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> and that that's the thing. It's like, especially with deep frying, like when I was uh, a cook and a sous chef, uh, mm-hmm. that that's the thing I love to do the most is just experiment with the deep fryer. Oh, and yeah. like having an actual like, you know, commercial deep fryer that you can put big things into. Oh, yeah. Because we, we had the hard, ones yeah. where, like, some years we, like, fried turkeys and those things. And, like, so they were, like, huge. Um, Damn, that's really big. Like, I think my favorite experiment I ever did was we had some um, some leftover pizza. Mm-hmm. And so I made, <laughs> no. I made a batter. It was a cream batter uh-huh. uh, and put, like, a bunch of oregano, red pepper, and, like, a bunch of stuff in there. And so, like, spiced it up, like, breadsticks, basically. Mm-hmm. And I deep fried it. And then covered it with garlic butter, so it was like eating a, a deep fried piece of pizza with a giant breadstick. Oh my god! <laughs> it was next fucking level, and everyone's like, "We should like put this on the menu." I'm like, "Yeah," and my fucking boss was like, "No," because he's a dick <laughs> and an idiot. 
been a deep fried pizza. Like that'd be that's a thing. People, it's Dude, novel. You, yeah, you could but sell like sell that at, at at a fair. That's a yeah, fair exactly. Food right there. I mean, yeah, at Whole Foods, it'd be like what? What? <laughs> no, <laughs> have what? the thing is though, at Whole Foods, like Whole Foods has a lot of dumbass bullshit. Like they do. I I was at, so the whole so one thing I'll say about Whole Foods is like I'm not a huge fan of Whole Foods, and like in Seattle, I would like actively avoid going there. However, down here, Whole Foods is like a different thing. Like what do you mean? The well, the firstly, they're way bigger. Like they're okay. way bigger and they have a way bigger deli with way more options, okay. um, which is interesting to me because like historically, at least at the Whole Foods in Seattle, like there are not a lot of vegan options. Um, mm. But down here, there's a, they are a lot, but they, but it's all like dumbass shit. Like they have like deep fried uh, vegan macaroni balls and shit. Uh, that sounds good. It's just it is like good. super novel and like, you know, French fry vegan bullshit. Yeah, no, no, it, it it is good, but I'm thinking like I think a deep fried slice of pizza would fit in right with everything they're doing down here. Probably. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you were just ahead of the curve, Brit. A bucket head of the curve. Speaking of which, we no. What are you doing? <laughs> listen to three fikes. Okay. We did listen to three fikes this week, but speaking of bucket head. Oh yeah, can you hit us with a bucket fact? I would love to hit us with a bucket fact. <laughs> Today, and I never thought I'd say this on this podcast, this is weird. Today we're going to talk about the group Bastard Noise. What? You're familiar with Bastard Noise, yeah? Yeah. The noise group? Yeah. Yeah, so Bastard Noise is a, a, like, a, like a very influential noise band from California that started out as an offshoot of power violence pioneers, Man is the Bastard. Yep. Uh, whereas Man is the Bastard broke up in 1997, vocalist so and crazy. bassist yeah. Eric Wood went on to pursue Bastard Sound as a full-time project from that point on. Now, oh, sorry, Bastard Noise. <laughs> I said Bastard mm-hmm. Sound. Uh, now, Bastard Noise did a split vinyl on which Buckethead is credited as appearing on every single Bastard Noise track. What? I've right? never heard of this. That's just crazy. I, I didn't either. I like I, I was digging today into some like buckethead shit and like I don't think this is even on his Wikipedia. And like I just like found this and I was like, what? Um <laughs> I mean that's tight. So not a whole lot of information exists about it though, because uh Bastard Noise uh pretty famously like is very opposed to digital music and like piracy and downloading in general. And so he uh, releases almost all of his projects just in physical format. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in as much like basically all the information and he's, he doesn't do a lot of interviews and he's never done an interview about Buckethead and Buckethead's never talked about him. Um, Weird. I know. And so there's not much information like publicly available about this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do know is it was released as a marble colored vinyl by Pinch a Loaf. <laughs> in 1998 that's a great record label uh the um the whole first side which is five tracks is uh listed all under bastard noise and buckethead is listed as a contributor on all five of the tracks and the artist on the album is bastard noise featuring buckethead um i can i also listened to the whole thing today and i can tell you it is entirely a noise album and if buckethead is actually playing an instrument any of the time it's really heavily obscured and distorted by effects and you Hmm. just can't tell what's going on at all that's super weird 
Yeah, it actually sounds a good bit like maybe like a Death Cube K album mixed with some uh, Merzbow, maybe. It's, it's very noisy. And that is basically all I can tell you about the album. It exists. Um, Buckethead guested on a Bastard Noise album, and it's fully a noise album, and I don't think Buckethead plays guitar at all. Uh, it definitely gives an insight into Buckethead's vision of noise music, and uh, it is also, I think, the closest degree of separation Buckethead has to Merzbow, the only recording artist with more released albums than him, uh, mm -hmm. being that Merzbow routinely plays with Bastard Noise. Wow. And that's it. That's, that's pretty crazy. The, yeah, like, I, the, I, I had no idea that, that Buckethead actually had like connections to the real noise scene. Like, absolutely. I, I just yeah. thought that he you know, was sort of interested in it, did his own no. thing. But no, he's a real legitimate noise artist. So Yeah, like... With you know, connections to the scene. Yeah, which is crazy to me. But. I would love to see, well, not see, but hear a, mm -hmm. a, uh, a Merzbow collab. That would be super interesting. I imagine it'd probably sound like this. Like, except noisier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting album, you know? I, I'm not sure I'd recommend it unless you're really into noise, but if you're really into noise, really into, like, the Death Cube K stuff, uh, get, go ahead and try it out. It's uh, interesting enough noise. Yeah. Let's do it. Cocky Facts! We listen to three pikes this week. This week. Pike 271, 272, and 273. The squaring of the circle. I'm so sorry. You with us? I'm so sorry. I just swiped out of my app for some reason. Now I got to find it again. Um, mm -hmm. <coughs> 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 Pike 272, Con Conyunctio? Uh, Conjunctio. 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 And 273, Guillotine, Guillotine Furnace. Wow. Indeed. It's all uh, Pikes. Pike 271, The mm -hmm. Squaring of the Circle, released on August 25th, 2017, 12 days after the previous Pike, A3. Mm -hmm. uh, this, was, this was a great Pike. Yeah, actually, this is a pretty great pike. This one was really pretty popular online as well, and you can mm -hmm. see why because it's like hitting all the like things. That, it's like, very buckethead. It's very buckethead, and, and, and it's, it's like it's the thing that it, he hits a lot of things that his fans like quite yeah. a lot. I mean, you it's, know, it's, you it's got like kind of yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, yeah, it, it kind of hits everything, right? It, mm -hmm. It's very like you get the first song with the big like melodic, powerful guitar solo. Mm -hmm. You know, you get uh, you get other stuff with like heavier metal riffs. You get some mm -hmm. instrument, like standard kind of instrumental rock stuff. Uh, yeah. There's some solid bass on this record. Very good bass. I mean, yeah. the bass continues to be very good. And I don't know what he's been doing in the past like 15 pikes, but like basically all of them have really good bass. Um, yeah, that's true. Like really well thought out bass. I don't know if he's programming it or there's some stuff on here like slides on the bass and stuff and i'm like that's definitely a bassist i, I don't know if it's dan monty if it's bucket if it's programming but it, mm -hmm. whatever is happening like i really am enjoying it like it adds to the production adds to the atmosphere of the music really good shit um yeah, like, and as you said, this this really hits all of the buckethead tropes. It really in, does. You know, yeah. in a way, it's not 
a big soaring metal album like Buckethead does, and it's not really a super melodic alt metal album. It's more in his metal camp, just straight up metal. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of types of metal here. There's mm-hmm. like melodic metal. There's actually some like post metal, yeah. some post rock. Yeah, There's some definitely. like straight up death metal. Uh, track three, Scalp a Sail. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Like it, it goes it into heavy, like. Yeah. Uh, pirate thrash for a while and then there's <laughs> doom and then there's like a uh, soaring instrumental metal and then like dirty ass like super staccato death metal um yeah it, well I, I would argue that most death metal is dirty ass because <laughs> well, those I mean, dudes don't be washing their ass yeah i that's why i only listen to a bidet death metal <laughs> Nice. Um, Okay, we got to talk about pirate metal for a second here. Okay, we've already talked about pirate metal like three times on this podcast. I know. I have some things to say. Running wild, B flat minor. (laughs) It's B minor. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) But then there's Alestorm and shit like that. That shit ain't pirate metal. Fuck Alestorm. Alestorm's bullshit. Okay, gatekeeper. (laughs) What pirate metal band were you in, Spencer? That you can keep this gate. We made one pirate metal song. That's oh what? I forgot we made a pirate metal song. Yeah. We did do that, didn't we? Because yeah. we only made that because I specifically was super into Running Wild at the time, and I was like mm-hmm. writing all those Running Wild riffs. But you know, um, yep. w- okay. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because you mentioned pirate thrash, which I don't think is a thing I've heard. I think the closest thing to pirate thrash would probably be those '90s Running Wild albums. But those are way yeah. more power metal than thrash. I mean, like you know, they've they've got thrash elements. They've got power metal elements. Definitely, they're they're, they're they're you know very very succinctly like 90s metal when they were then people started doing crossover between metal genres from Definitely. the 80s you know mm-hmm. but i would love to see a, like a specifically pirate thrash band that would be fun that would be fun that'd be, that'd be interesting speaking of thrash bands there, there seem to be a lot of active thrash bands in the bay area which is a wild oh, yeah. thing like i, mean, I had no idea that there, there were still thrash from. bands that's like, crazy yeah. but what, what like yeah of course like mm. You know, in the same way that fucking, like, New York is still full of bands that sound like The Strokes. <laughs> oh, that like, sucks. Yeah, right? And yeah. Seattle still Oof. has fucking grunge bands, man. One, one of my friends who worked at an Apple store in New York met the dude from The Strokes at the Apple store. Julian Casablancas. That's the one. Interesting. I, I don't know who that dude is or what he looks like, other than that, like he's in the Strokes and people keep. He mentioning looks like him he's in me. the Strokes. I, I, <laughs> I can. So I'm picturing what he looks like, and I bet that's it's exactly what he looks like, Spencer. <laughs> that's exactly what he looks. That's picture perfect. Okay, like, I think I gotta you look him up. You could give this to a police. It, I think I gotta artist. look him up. It, no, no, you're gonna be like, well, yeah, that that's the exact same haircut I thought he'd have. That's the same. Face oh my god, he looks exactly how exactly, I thought he was. Like, right, look. exactly. <laughs> he looks like he's in the fucking Strokes, Spencer. Yeah, he does. Wow. Um, Holy. But shit. anyway, back to okay. the squaring of the circle. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I really liked uh, the track after Scalp a Sale. Although I will say, Scalp a Sale was probably my track of the week. Uh, track three. It was just like super metal. It went a lot of places. It was one of the more manic uh, songs he had on here, and he doesn't do a lot of repeating riffs on this album at all. No, he doesn't um, really. Other no, he, than the the songs where it's like melodic guitar solo, yeah, there's a like, lot of like uh, repeated rhythm stuff. Yeah, but. yeah, like um, track five, mm-hmm. uh, Mosaic Silk. Uh, yes. It was a very nice melodic rock song, and uh, it. Uh, my my note for that song is track five is classic Buckethead. Very much so. There's yeah. there's a part like midway through where he does this tapping part with delay, and like his note choice on it is beautiful. You are like, correct. I remember like, that part as well. I 
there's a lot of tapping parts, especially when you like put delay on tapping, like mm -hmm. they just don't sound great. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. like a lot of the note choices conflict with each other, but he built up like this beautiful soundscape with the delay. And I was just like, hell yeah, bucket. That was a tasty, <laughs> hell yeah. tasty one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it, uh, closes out on a uh, track six D cake, uh, which is a great, like, that's a great song title. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was kind of grungier, maybe a little black metal-ish mm -hmm. more so than the other ones. It was it was a lot more like, you know, tremolo picking, chordal stuff. Yeah. Um it was it was it was dark, but pretty sick. Um kind of yeah. like the darkest song in the album. And I did, I don't know if I love um, you know, a pike finishing on you know, a really dark song. I like the more hopeful endings. But uh, still, still pretty great. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, was, this whole album ruled. A uh, great mix of exactly what makes Buckethead Buckethead in very specifically like a metal context and uh, really shows uh, Master on the top of his craft. Agreed. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I bet I bet Buckethead eats a lot of craft macaroni You know, I, I would bet that too. Are you familiar with uh, the band Annihilator? Yeah, um, the the Canadian thrash band. Correct. Um, so the the main guy Alice from hell. Th that band, he's like uh, notoriously difficult to work with, and he's like the huh. the guy that writes all the music and a revolving door of people, you know, playing the rest of the band. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> there's a song I think on their it's either on their first or second album. It's either so their first album is Alice in Hell, and their second album is Never Neverland, and it's on one of those two albums. I, it, I think it's on Never Neverland, but there's a song called Craft Dinner. And it's just literally about coming home drunk and making mac and cheese. And that's the whole thing. And it's like that a technical rules. riffing thrash song. It's it's yeah, very they're, funny. They're, they're a pretty techie thrash They're band. super like, techie. Yeah. They're, they're like one of the first like super technical like metal yeah. bands, I feel Their like. first drummer is amazing. He's oh, playing yeah. for someone pretty big now. I forget who it was. Maybe it's like Death Angel or something. Uh, Maybe, I think it was maybe Slayer. Oh, whoa. Um. That's yeah, because I mean, he's one he he's one of like the fastest drummers in the world. That dude's fucking insane. Nice. Or he was like you know ten years ago when people cared about that shit. <laughs> sure. You remember like early metal internet when it was just like mm -hmm. people like arguing about who's the best and shit like that. Definitely. That was stupid as fuck. I mean, people still do that. We're just not in those those groups anymore. You uh, know? Mike Mangini is who I'm thinking. Oh, of. I've heard of that man. He was he was with Extreme. Um, oh, he's he's with Dream Theater now. Oh he's my Dream god, Dream Theater's drummer. Wow, that's that's a big, that's a that's big a, step yeah, up. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he's he's played on like more almost yeah like eight albums with him. Shit. Wow, that's a uh, long wait, eight albums. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. well, I guess he wasn't Annihilator's first drummer. He was only with them from the nineties through like the mid two thousands. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Pretty shred. Super shred. Better shred than dead, bro. Uh, speaking of better shred than dead, mm -hmm. not not. I mean, better dead than shred, I guess. Uh, Pike two seventy two, uh, conjunctio. Yes, which which has no shredding at all. No, and it was released on August twenty eighth, twenty seventeen, three days after the squaring of the circle. So I'm going to interrupt here, and we are going to read a statement from the bucket void. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I have a, a comment here that explains the name of this pike, and I feel like they did it pretty well. Okay. Okay. Uh, YouTube user Donnie Ka says, and, and their, their <laughs> yes, exactly. Their uh, their profile picture is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two logo, which I think is pretty good. Um, cool. And Donnie Ka says, four years ago, for those wondering. 
conjunctio, or the conjunction, is a term used in alchemy to describe the union of two elements, often the feminine and masculine, giving birth to a third perfected element. In Jungian philosophy, or sorry, in Jungian psychotherapy, the wholeness is attained by the conjunction of two opposites. Interesting. The wholeness, H-O-L-E-ness. Yeah. Fill in that wholeness. <laughs> Big old bucket dick. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, cock unto was more like it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of interesting. The, yeah, this is like a pure ambient guitar a solo album. guitar ambient album it's literally I, just I like actually, a bunch of layered volume swells and, yeah a lot yeah. of volume swells uh, lots of reverb and yeah. i think ebo i'm Maybe. not sure if he's playing yeah ebo I, I wasn't because i was there's a lot of too, stuff yeah. that sounds almost too synthy but it's definitely guitar because you can yeah. hear fretting occasionally yeah and so so i actually read a review uh from some guy i actually like uh, he, who has reviewed all of the Pikes. And wow. every now and again, I'll like look at his reviews just to like get another perspective. And uh, he he thought that this was an entirely keyboard album. And I'm like, there's oh, no, no way. No, 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 no. It's not a keyboard it's album. It's definitely not. No, no. You can hear the fretting. Yeah, you And can. you can't hear fretting yeah. on a fucking keyboard. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it definitely, it's, it's not often, but you can hear the fretting. So um, I actually had the same thought as you. I was, th- I was like, mm. is this Ebo or is this just a volume swell? I think it's yeah. just volume swells with a bunch of reverb. Like, I, I mean, it could be. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not willing to count out Ebo. Totally. Al- yeah. Although I don't think I've heard Bucket really use Ebo before. That's see, that's why I'm, I'm yeah. leaning more towards volume swells. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. It could happen. It could it, happen. It could happen. I mean, like, it seems like that seems like a tool he would be potentially be into. Yeah, know? right. Uh, but but like the other thing that makes me think that it's probably not Ebo. It's like typically mm-hmm. with Ebo, you get like these very long drones, and this album is very much like the drones come in and go away. They're mm-hmm. like fading in and out. So that that makes me think, hey, probably volume swells. But yeah, it definitely could be. But I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm just looking it up right now, and there's not really anything about Buckethead playing the Ebo. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And you know that would usually be be in there somewhere. The uh, people catalog his equipment a lot. So the. This album is incredibly sparse, but the like the mm-hmm. melodic like note choices I think are really yeah. smart. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a really pretty album. It's just not a super interesting album. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it definitely yeah. creates an in an, an ambiance, if you will. Yeah, it'd be good like fucking massage music or some shit like that. It's like it, it's kind of too sad for a massage. Like it's 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 you can get a sad massage. Very... Like you mean a massage without a happy ending? <laughs> That is what I mean. Can, can I get a sad ending? <laughs> uh, did I, have I ever talked to you about rubmaps.org? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about rubmaps. Okay, okay. I haven't looked now, at... Why don't, why don't you tell the audience about rubmaps? <laughs> I don't okay. think we talked about it on here. Really? Oh, wow. Maybe, okay, yeah. so uh, years ago, I was living in a place called Shoreline, Washington, which is mm-hmm. like the... Um, it's like the municipality immediately north of Seattle or northwest of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a suburb. And I was living out there, and there was a place on the corner of like the str- one of the streets I would turn down to uh, get to my house, and it was just like a massage parlor, um, and it just said like Asian massage parlor, and it was mm-hmm. open very late at night, and like yes. I never saw anybody coming or going except at night, and I was like, oh, That's... they saw a lot of people coming. I was like, that seems. 
I mean, that doesn't seem that weird, but that maybe seems a little yes, it weird. Does. And so does. I looked it up and like, mm-hmm. as soon as I typed in that, the name of that place, I don't remember the actual name of it, but mm-hmm. as soon as I typed in the name of that place, it brought, it brought up a link. The first link that came up was a link to a website called rubmaps.org. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. And so I clicked on that link and it t- took me to rubmaps, which is a map of where you can get a hand job at a massage mm-hmm. parlor. Um, and there's like user reviews of all these dudes that are like, this is what they'll let you do. This is what you can get away with for this amount of money. And I'm like, oh no. But then I looked at the actual rub map and found that there were like 30 of these places within like a two mile radius of my house. And I was like, oh my God, why are there so many? Clearly Mm -hmm. there's a market there. So right um it's pretty funny i mean i'm i'm not accusing you of anything but what's the best one you went to (laughs) (laughs) um i i have not attended any of them but attend attended 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 (laughs) have you patronized any of them no 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 patronization here okay Uh, Um, okay (laughs) Um, i'm not into the patriarchy brit so Uh, true yeah uh but pretty interesting website if you want to see all of the uh Asian massage parlors around you, you know where to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm looking to see if it's still around. Rubmaps.ch is what it is now. Oh, okay. All right. They lost uh-huh. their .org status, huh? I, I guess so. Okay. Um, they, they also redirect from www.thenutjob.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And also from theporndude.com. Uh-huh. Oh, there's also a rubmaps.app, which I, makes me wonder if they have an app. Probably only on no, Android. No, they do. They do have an app. Holy shit. It's probably only on Android. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that seems like an Android exclusive. <laughs> uh, I don't think they could get away with that on uh, iOS. Rubmaps.app. App. <laughs> wow, this is great. Can, can you this see is... the, the nearest one to you? I mean, I'm not on their side. I'm looking at some other stuff right now. Oh, no, I am on rubmaps.app. Um, there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, so, like, apparently it gives a city count. What what city in the United States do you think has the most uh, locations on rubmaps? Uh, New York? Yeah, yeah. New York City is number one. Nice. Number two is L.A. is probably uh-huh. expected. Number three, San number Francisco. Three, no, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes number sense. four, New Jersey. Number five, and I find this very interesting, is the state of Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) What? 160 there. Wow. Okay. Uh Odd. Um, So I like I went to their their website here, and Mm -hmm. um, it gives me a list of like all the cities around me and how many there are in all the cities around me. Um, So here in Santa Clara, apparently 37. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, So yeah, California's got to have like a thousand. Like if LA alone has several hundred, like holy shit. Oh no, California, I would guess in the multiple thousands. Yeah, yeah. California's got to be the number one state because New York City's number one for for a city. But I I don't imagine there's a ton in Buffalo and Albany and fucking Catskills and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe fucking everyone goes up to get fucking hand job in the Catskills. Who knows? Oh man, you you're on the website, right? You've seen their logo. Their logo yeah, is really good. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, they know their they they know their business. So the logo, if you're not looking at it, it is a, a an image of like the continental United States, 
over which it says rub in large letters and then below that yep. it says maps and then there's mm-hmm. just an image of a hand yeah. just a hand because <laughs> you know what, what are you're you getting, getting you know? well, what are you gonna get rubbed with spencer that's well i mean you get yeah you get a foot rub i don't know from a professor i i don't want a fucking professional fucking putting their feet on me that's gross <laughs> Hey, that's what that's what you think. That's what we think. But we can't. That's true. We can't, I mean, yeah, we can't shame. Yeah, know? that is kink shaming. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But still, like, I don't know. That's not how you massage someone, really. I mean, you can, I guess. It's just, you know, if you're a licensed massage therapist, usually you're not using your feet. Yeah, that's true. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Like, I want a competent massage that like helps my body, not one oh, where they're wow. just stepping on me to see what works. Britt, you're in like the desert of of rub maps because no! like I, I just i just looked up where am i gonna get rubbed I, no there's def there's definitely i think one in kirkland there's three there's, in kirkland okay because there's there's a chinese foot massage place that's open till like 2 a.m of course they are yeah and yeah. that's that's like right down the road uh-huh. they used to be like in the mall over here but they tore down the mall so they just moved <laughs> next to the the watch shop yeah uh, I, i'm glad yeah. they stayed in business that's, i'm glad the oh, covid didn't me kill too. them yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's nice. But yeah, there's sh- three in Kirkland and there's 37 in Santa Clara. <laughs> so I mean, that's not a, that's not a desert. I feel like that's a good ratio. Santa Clara has a fucking wild ratio. Uh-huh. And that's that's actually weird. I mean, like look up look up if you wouldn't mind look look up uh Redmond or Bellevue cuz okay. there's a lot more tech people there. That's true. I so bet I, there's a lot. I figure they yeah. probably have like at least a dozen in either one of so them. So Redmond, uh-huh. 18 told you yeah. boom yeah okay that and, that makes sense and that makes bellevue sense. let's look at bellevue bellevue oh my god you want to know how yeah. take a guess how many are in bellevue like 28 <laughs> nice try 73 holy shit that's double santa clara i know I, there's no way there's as many people in bellevue as santa clara uh there's probably more people in bellevue you think yeah, so? well I mean, so here's the thing huge. like these these like these like little California like suburb towns like they just run them right up against other towns, so they're not that big. There's usually not like a huge amount of people in any one of them, except oh, for like so they San have, Jose. They have almost the exact same population. Interesting, much more of Be- a desire Bellevue, though for yeah. Bellevue has about twenty thousand more people, but that's only like ten percent more, less than ten percent more, like five percent. That's more interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, right. That's super strange. Let's see. Like, oh, I wonder what tons of rub downs. I, I gotta go to Bellevue and get myself jerked off. <laughs> I, could, I could go to it. I could get jerked off at a different place for over two months in Bellevue. Why am I living in Kirkland? Yeah, what are you doing? I can't even last a week here. Yeah, I'm gonna go through all the hand jobs in a fucking week, Spencer. Exactly. You know. That's you know. What, not enough hand jobs. You, know what you should do. You should go on a road trip across America, but you should plan uh-huh. it on rub. Maps. You mean a rub trip? Yeah, rub trip. <laughs> Across that's America. the name of the episode <laughs> oh, that's pretty good it's pretty good um yeah so how would you feel about this pike here uh conunctio um uh-huh. play, while getting a hand yeah, job? playing while you get a hand job from a stranger it's a happy enough ending yeah like the whole time they're like gonna be like <laughs> and i'm gonna be like you think you think that's an ebo <laughs> and they're gonna be like what <laughs> you know you know have you have you ever seen an ebo it's like this little vibrating electronic thing mm-hmm. like like a vibrator 
No, 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 no. Uh, well, yeah, I, well, I guess kinda. like a vibrator kinda, for kinda, guitar. Yeah, yeah, like Maybe, for guitar sure, why not? strings. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you want vibrator? No, 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 no not no, on no, me. No, no. Not on, <laughs> actually, you know what? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah put it on not? the balls. Put it on the balls. Like, um, like, yeah, 40 bucks extra, you know. No! <laughs> I could have brought my own for 40 bucks. Like, <laughs> uh, you're paying uh, for the experience, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, okay, all right, okay. Um... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. I would say yeah. this pike is a solid ambient effort by yeah, our friend it's, it's Buck. Not as good. He did a, a ambient one a few pikes ago that was better, I think. Mm-hmm. That was more, you know, focused. Mm-hmm. This one was good. It just wasn't like there wasn't really much repetition. It was more like him riffing melodically. Yeah. Ambient style for a long time. Yeah, just making soundscapes. Um, it, yeah. it, is, it is also rumored. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this rumor is accurate, though, but it is rumored that this is the album that he made when he was lying in his bed after right. having his heart procedure. Yeah, because we talked, talked about, about that, that last in an week, interview. Didn't we? yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. 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 So it's rumored that this is the one that he made while laying in his bed, but we don't know that for sure. I guess that wouldn't make sense. Well, but then he couldn't do... Well, maybe he's just like fretting and doing volume swells with his hand on the pedal. That would make sense. Or he could just be doing it on the guitar. I think he's just doing it on the guitar, and I think somebody else is manning the computer. Because in the interview, he's like, yeah, I laid in my bed and then made an album with my friend. Yeah, which has got to be Dan Monty. It's got to be Dan Monty. Yeah, for sure. Got to be the DM. The DM. Fucking hit me up in the DMs. Yeah. The Dan Montys. Yes. Yeah. The Dungeon Montys. Uh, Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The Dan Masters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty all right, Pike. About average, I'd say, overall, just because I'm not really into the ambient stuff. Yeah, it's about a, it, it's an average $80 hand job. 80 bucks? That's how That's much it costs for a hand job. Oh, interesting. Apparently, I mean, it's according to rubmaps.org, I'm not speaking from experience here. So, so I only have to work like, you know, three hours to get a fucking hand job? True that. You could get one every day. I I could I go mean, to that Bellevue. Would be a, <laughs> that would be a large expense to do every day. <laughs> like work three hours every day just to get fucking jerked. It would off. be cool like, to like go do that on like your lunch break. Like yeah, I work three hours every day for like my apartment. Like I don't I don't want to have to like think about that in the same way. <laughs> you just got to like, budget better, Britt. You, you got to budget. Yeah, better. true. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta skip those fucking frappuccinos so I can get jerked off every day. Exactly. These, skip these, the Starbucks, these... make coffee at home, make your own lunch, mm-hmm. get get jerked off every day. Yeah, yeah. Power of fucking discipline. These fucking snowflake millennials with their avocado toast and their eighty dollar hand jobs and their fucking consolation prizes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck that. It's fucking baby millennials. Fucking. My day, we used to pay a prostitute to suck our dick. <laughs> Not with their hand, with their fucking mouth. <laughs> what happened to America? Exactly. Speaking of what happened to America, Pike 273. Speaking of what I want to do to uh, lots of leaders of America, Guillotine Furnace. Yes, yes. Uh, released on December 9th, 2017, 103 days after Conjunctio. Whoa, 173 days? 103 103 days wow that's a long time it's three months over a little over three months yeah yeah. uh difference between end of august and uh middle of december Hmm. uh this pike is pretty cool it's pretty fucking sick it is uh 
it is split up into eight tracks, all called Guillotine Furnace, part one through eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and in as much, it is one of those albums where every track kind of runs into the last one, in as much like some of the tracks even have like the ending note of the previous track playing. Like it's very intentionally running through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it fucking rocks. Yeah, it, it's it's very much in the same vein as like Jeopardy backwards. Not as chaotic yes. and not as interesting as that one. It's pretty chaotic. It, I mean, there's a lot of... I'd say it's more chaotic when it comes to like effects. Like he uses a ton of effects as this album goes on. It really ramps up, I feel. Like there's a... It starts out like pretty, pretty just shred metal. And then like eventually by the middle of the album, he's like incorporating all of his effects, doing tons of laser sounds uh-huh. and kill switch shit. Lots of whammy pedal, lots of wall, lots of envelopes. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I, I, yeah, I'd say this is, this is one that ramps. Like, it starts out good and gets really cool. Yeah, yeah. So this one starts off, like, the first song's got these, like, got those electronic drums that we're not super a huge fan of, but then he, like, kind of moves yeah. away from that, and it becomes yeah. more diverse, and he starts really experimenting with stuff, doesn't really repeat a lot of riffs, goes a, a lot, lot of places, no. like, it's yeah. heavy, as, it's as funky. You said, it, Jeopardy backwards, yeah. roller coaster track repair, those types of yeah. like frenetic, which are you know always shifting. I think, I think historically our favorite types of pipes, because oh, uh-huh. they're the 100%. most like interesting. I feel well, maybe uh, interesting is yeah. not the right word. It, they're, they're, they're the most like no, they are to me the most interesting, and I feel almost the most intentional. Mm. Like like it, I you know having done a lot of stuff in Dawes and stuff, and you having done yep. that too. Like we know how much like focus and energy doing something like this would take definitely yeah and like just like mashing up a thousand riffs together to make something coherent yeah it definitely required some effort uh to make definitely. that and like yeah. yeah you know i like the i like the the i like describing it as intentional it does feel very intentional um mm-hmm. much in the way those other pikes do and like i feel like these sort of albums are very like divisive for his fans because a lot of his fans, I feel like they come to Buckethead looking for like melodic guitar solos over like heavy, like backing riffs. Like, right. And I think a big problem is like most people, I think get into Buckethead, uh, in one of two ways, which is going to be, or have gotten into Buckethead in one of two ways, which is the video games he's been on mm-hmm. in which you're, you only hear soothsayer and Jordan, both of which are good songs, but like, you know, very soaring melodic rock songs. Yeah. Or they got into him through Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. which, you know, is... He's playing fucking slash parts, basically, which is not really what he does. It's not really So a lot of people does, expect yeah. that from him, but it's not totally his thing. It's something he does. It's in his repertoire, Definitely. but, like, I don't consider that, like, the heart and soul of Buckethead music. Yeah, if, if, if I learned anything... <laughs> doing this <laughs> mm-hmm. i would say that i i learned that um buckethead is a very uh is an artist with a lot of tools in his toolbox and he can Absolutely. do a lot of different things and the mm-hmm. fact that he can do all of those different things is pretty impressive yeah i mean he's not the most versatile guitarist i've ever heard definitely but he's i mean he's incredibly versatile yeah no within within his repertoire like mm-hmm. he can do a lot and he can make and it he sound does a lot pretty different. Well. Yeah. And he can do it very, yeah. very competently, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like he can do this like kind of frenetic riffy technical stuff, but he can also mm-hmm. do the like ambient stuff. He can also do the like yeah. melodic guitar solo stuff, which he can also do new age. Like yeah. his, two of my favorite albums of his are basically new age acoustic. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, electric, uh, electric uh, tears, electric tears, uh, 
maybe acoustic shards I'd include on that sure. and electric C. Yeah. Um, amazing. They're, yeah, truly. Like, hell of an artist. Hell of an artist. But no, th- this bike's great. It, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. This, this bike kills. Um, if I could recommend, I mean, I would recommend listening to the whole thing all the way through because it is basically one big yeah. wild song. Mm-hmm. And it ramps like definitely. It, it definitely gives you a feeling and it starts out and you're like grooving and you know, by the middle you're like, whoa, he's doing some crazy mm-hmm. shit here. And by the end you're like, that was fucking cool. Yeah. Like that was, he, he just like mixed it up. Um, the fucking track five rips mm-hmm. and it has this crazy solo before going into like melodic prog music for most of the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. And that's cool as hell. Yeah. Um, I love when he does like super proggy shit because he, he does prog in such an interesting way because he almost always does prog in 4-4, four, four, mm-hmm. which I find super interesting. Yeah, um, like I, I hesitate to call a lot of his music progressive, but like he mm-hmm. definitely does pull in elements of that. And there are yeah. albums of his that I would say like, hey, this is like definitely heavily influenced by progressive rock and you can yeah. hear that in his music, but it's always like, I feel like it's always in 4-4. Four, four. Like it's always very like... Yeah, it yeah it always it always I mean it's it's very difficult to in basically any DAW do a lot of time shifting, especially when you have programmed drums. I when you have programmed drums, it's honestly the, pretty easy. But especially the farther you go back, hmm. like in 2013, that would have been a fucking nightmare. I don't know. I was doing it in 2009. I was doing all that shit in Logic. You can just like program it in. But then, then yeah, again, yeah. But you've you've never made anything with like a thousand riffs like this though mm, you know yeah, what i mean fair you know and so it's it's one of those things where you know the more structure you have yeah. like yeah the easier it is but like if he's trying to do like basically every riff and he's doing a new riff every 15 seconds yeah that's gonna be a fucking pain in the ass it's, it's, as far as a, like, yeah huge as far level. as like programming uh, and then keeping everything straight and also making like so yeah. yeah the issues that i ran into using alternate time signatures is this, just that like your if you don't structure it exactly how the DAW wants to see it, you end up with like these riffs that end on like weird, like decimal points of like bars in the in the DAW, yeah. and then it makes it weird and it makes it complicated. So yeah, I mean it makes yeah. sense, right? Like it, because yeah, there yeah. is some stuff too, like you know, with earlier DAW stuff. Uh, I remember I don't know if it was Acid or earlier Reason wouldn't let you shift from the lower denominator of your time signature. So, mm. you know, if you set it at four, four, you could only do like five, four, six, four, seven, four, eight, four. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do like, if I needed to do a 15, eight, it wouldn't let you do that. Mm-hmm. And which fucking sucks, Definitely, you know, cause especially when you're trying to make prog stuff, sometimes stuff has to be very specifically timed totally. and making up for that on the back end is very fucking, it's, I mean, yeah. a lot of thought work it, it, that you don't yeah. want to have to do. I mean, I- I've done it, and yeah, it, it is very. <laughs> it's a lot of time consuming. It is time is consuming. The thing. Yeah, it's totally. like it, maybe it's not difficult, but it's fucking. Time yeah, consuming. and you you have to be like very sharp with counting, which like mm-hmm. not every musician is for good reason because you don't need it in every circumstance, right? Like no, like, and also like honestly, like music sounds better without you know specific counting. Yeah, like music sounds better when everyone's just in a groove together. That's why funk music always sounds so good is because no one's playing to a click track yeah and no one's rushing yeah like they're like all the the most yeah. the shittiest time i ever had with that was when i was playing with this melodeath band and we mm. every song was just like in four four except for one song that was in mm-hmm. three four and huh. 
it was super confusing to play because I like all of the the stringed instruments were playing in three four, but the drummer was playing in four four, and it was an intentional yeah. choice because of the way it mm-hmm. sounded. But it was like fucking impossible for me to like stay on time because of this. Mm-hmm. Just it was just so weird, and like. Mm-hmm. I eventually got it. I had to practice it a lot, but I, I got it. But like, it was just such a pain and I always had to count it whenever we played it live and it was just annoying. And like, yeah. uh, it just, yeah, th- that shit kind of sucks to play. It's just not that fun. I don't know. Unless you're like yeah, very, I'm- very like on it and that's something you do all the time. But it was weird because mm-hmm. like that was the only, we only had one song that was like that. So it was like all the other yeah. songs, no issues, but that song, weird. And it's like annoying. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I love. I love. I mean, as a as a bassist, I love syncopation like almost more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when like a drummer and a bassist get in a cool syncopated groove, and guitarists do like a lot of like very straightforward stuff around. Oh it. yeah, yeah. That's like some of my favorite shit. Like early atheist type totally. stuff. Totally, totally. So cool. See, the thing is, is like there are ways to make that easier. Like if I was writing mm-hmm. that myself i would have the drums in three four and then the guitars in four four because that's easier like it's easier for me to play you know so like yeah, especially with blasting having so the that so that's why it was confused because he was blasting so he yeah, was blasting in four four but i had to be like one two three one two three one two three one two three especially if he's doing because uh, i know simon does a lot of fills and cymbal hits mm-hmm. and so if he's doing that at like the end of every measure every second measure it's, yeah, that's it's super really confusing. Yeah, it was like it was very confusing, and then they were mad because I couldn't stay on time, and I was mad at myself because I couldn't oh. stay on time. And also, and was just, Simon was just always mad for some reason. That's true. <laughs> at least online, like he was, he was just a dickhead online, from what I remember. Uh, nice like, guy, nice guy, IRL. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I met him a couple times, yeah. and he was always nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely very, very intense, intense person is, is how I would very describe intense. him. Yeah. Anywho, uh, so yeah, guillotine furnace. Uh, if you had a specific furnace. To always be heating one thing, what would it be? Bread. Just, just a bread furnace? I mean, they, they have those. They're called like fucking toaster oven. You just have a toaster <laughs> oven. Like- always keeping your bread at like 130 degrees. That sounds like something like a Russian person who doesn't speak English would describe a toaster oven as like... The, the bread warmer. Bread furnace. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's no, no. I just like the idea of like bread baking all of the time. Like that's nice. Mm-hmm. So just baking well, I, bread smells so incredible. It's one of it's one yeah, of those like top tier like smells. You know, like you got like onions and garlic sauteing. You got bread mm-hmm. baking. You got you got n- new sneakers. New sneakers. You got new, new car. New also. car. Definitely new car. You got the a freshly opened pack of magic cards. Oh my god. Uh, it's isn't it? that's yeah, a hell like of a smell, smell hell of a bouquet mm-hmm. and then you got like cookies right freshly baked cookies sure like sure, those definitely. are like the the top tier ones in in my opinion. yeah mm-hmm. pretty good stuff i mean french uh depending french fries fries oh yeah oh god phenomenal. french fries is an incredible smell that yeah. that's one of the few things that like always just makes me hungry it's true like the smell of, of french fries frying and good oil good clean oil speaking of french fries frying i'm gonna go try uh uh in and outs fries today they're in and out is fine yeah I, people um, are fucking the, the obsessed best thing there, with it around here and then i'm like the best uh, thing there fine. you can't have yeah. uh the best thing there is the neapolitan shake uh-huh which is really good. And it's like an off-menu thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, get the fries. Uh, you should be able to get them animal style. I think that's vegan. Interesting. Uh, yeah, just tell them like animal style, no cheese, because I don't remember. Wait, wait, no what's on there? Just like green onions or whatever? 
No, so an- animal style is uh, in anything in the restaurant is just covered with their special sauce, which is that was an island dressing. Uh. Or should just be, I think, whipped oil. So it might have egg. I'm not sure. You should check before. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to try fries. I like. I like trying fries. They're fine. And, and yeah, they're, they're fine. I'm sure they are. Um, but people keep bothering me about In and Out. I'm like, why? Why, why do like, you think I care about like, this? Like, I definitely yeah, the, don't like straight care. up. Like, yeah, like uh, I would say, like uh, Five Guys. Is oh, superior love in a Five Guys. Way. Five Guys has the best. Yeah, fries. Their, their fries the are definitely fries, better. Yeah. Their burgers are on par. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five. They're more expensive, obviously, because Five Guys for some reason is wildly expensive. But. Yeah, but I feel like their their fries are really good, and their fries are worth it, and they, they give are. you a lot of fries. And like typically, I think they, fries. I think a, a, a regular order of fries, I think, is five dollars and eighty five cents or something like that, is. which is expensive, so, so, but they're they're worth it. So according to a company mandate, uh, they have to, after they fill up the fries and put them in the bag, they put an extra scoop of fries in the yeah. bag. You get yeah, so many I love. fries from them. Yeah, it's, it's so many it's fries, and they're great they're fries. They're great, because they, they make them the right way. They cut the real potatoes, they blanch them, and then they mm-hmm. fry them in peanut oil, do, and it's perfect. Do, do they do an oil blanch or a boil blanch? Boil blanch. Boil blanch. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I kind of usually prefer the... I mean, it depends. I, I love... I love it when you just keep on oil blanching it more, oh, more yeah, times. Yeah, like yeah. a Ford, uh, you know, as I said, mm-hmm. you know, at Whole Foods, I experimented with a so lot like, of stuff. Like and, and one time I made a three times blanched fries and that was incredible. So that, that's like you, you flash fry it in like a really hot oil for a second and then you cook it in like... For, for about a yeah, minute. And then you cook yeah, it in like, a, to like a, 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 a colder oil to like cook it all the way through or... Uh, no, no, no. So, so what you do basically is... Um, you flash fry it uh, at usually about 400, 450 degrees for about uh, 30 seconds to a minute, and then you take them out and you freeze them. Oh, interesting. Put, put them on a big sheet tray, freeze them, mm-hmm. uh, and then you do that again, and then you freeze them again, and then you do it again for a third time for a, a triple blanch fry, which they ended up just like, I mean, the inside was so like creamy and melty, but the outside crust on it was like a quarter of an inch thick. Hmm. It's just so crispy. That's like, pretty neat. That would actually probably be the best way to do like steak fries because steak fries get soggy so often. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, a triple blanched steak fry would probably fuck. <laughs> yeah, it probably would be pretty good. I do like a steak fry. A steak fry is really good. Um, Indeed. But yeah, Five Guys probably my top tier fast food fries. Super, super wonderful. Super wonderful. wonderful. I love. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. If if we're going for like a hand cut, I love dicks. Yeah, well, you but do. I'm love only dicks. sometimes in the mood for dicks yeah. uh, fries. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of loving dicks, uh, that was the pikes for the week. Is, is it so, time? Having listened to all of the pikes for the week, yeah, we did. I think it's time for some statements from the, the bucket, bucket void. void. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket void. Wow, this is the part of the show where we look at YouTube and laugh at the people commenting on YouTube. Sometimes we don't laugh at them. Sometimes we just read the things they post, but sometimes we do laugh at them. And sometimes we jerk off to the things they post. Sometimes we go on Mm rubmaps.com to find someone to jerk us off. Yeah, while we read these comments. While we read these comments. I mean, we could be doing that right now. You don't know this is audio only. This is an audio only episode. You don't know what we look like Uh or what we're doing. So just saying. 
it could exist maybe i'm, I'm at the, i mean i don't know even know if it's open the weird thing too is like a lot of these places don't open until like 5 p.m <laughs> And like, what reputable business besides like an Italian restaurant doesn't open till five fucking p.m.? Oh, that's a good point. Like, yeah. Wow. And e- even then, Italian? Yeah. Like, Ooh. Not reputable. Yeah. No. Highly sus. Highly not sus. a reputable people. <laughs> <laughs> not a reputable country. <laughs> Speaking of sus, uh, YouTube user Radu Costin Purvu says, four years Purvu. ago, edited. Thank you, Buck, for adding some color to my boring mid-age life. Never thought something could still impress me, but here you are, doing it again. Definitely, you're my greatest musical discovery in the last couple of years. You know, we we love an artist that like gives someone hope yeah no we do and there's there's nothing funny about that but there is something funny about saying thank you buck for adding some color to my boring mid-age life <laughs> is, is there i think that's more depressing spencer i think like, i mean that's why I mean, it's I think funny it's sad that this guy has like a boring mid-age uh-huh. life and like a high point is like coming home and like listening to fucking buckethead rips by poly poly on youtube mono yeah. being on youtube and like commenting like <laughs> to a person who's never going to like you know give recognition to this comment or care maybe i'm not sure he might he might buckethead might look and care mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. not sure he might be george that'd be great if buckethead was george yeah. <laughs> that's what we want right. that that honestly is yeah. what we want just some guy gassing himself uh-huh. up on the internet the entire that would be time. Perfect. no one would expect that'd it perfect no one would expect yeah. it That'd be the craziest twist ever. That'd be some M. Night Shyamalan shit. Definitely. Oh, speaking of some M. Night Shyamalan shit, oh man, I watched that movie Old. Have you seen Old? I've not seen Old, the one where the beach turns Yes, I, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm only gonna say one thing about it, and that is I surprisingly really liked it. I think, I think you should watch it. It's good. Um, Okay. Anyways, moving on. You know know what I actually surprisingly loved recently? It's the 1982 comedy Screwballs. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's a thing I've joked about for years, just because it's supposed to be like the quintessential like 80s misogynist screwball comedy, uh-huh. and it <laughs> is. And like I, I hate misogyny and like hate that culture, but like it's so convoluted and like it, it, it almost parodies itself in such an amazingly bad way. Nice that I found it incredible. That rocks. Incredible. Like, in, I, I still, I'm still thinking about this movie like after a week later from watching it because I'm just like, holy shit, that was a fucking wild ride, man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Wild ride. I love that. Speaking of a wild ride, Uwe Gierken says four years oh, ago. We've talked, he's, he's talked a lot on He here. mentions that he gets some, uh, he got some vinyl pikes um, which is, he's, he's excited about, but he follows that up by saying, I am shitting in my pants, which is nice. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that's, that's some excitement. Do you think it's just because he's excited or do you think that's a completely separate I think clause? that like, he was just commenting about the albums and then he was like, oh, and then shit, he's like, I oh, gotta oh, go. Oh, here, here comes the poopy. <laughs> I can't keep commenting. Ellipsis. Uh-huh. Shits his pants. And then ran away, yeah. Um, yeah. There's shit running down his leg, and he's like, God, elephant man's alarm clock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Better to shit in the sink than sink in the shit. I like Me that. Me too. That's really Me good. Me too. Me too. 
Yeah, better better to shit in your pants. <laughs> no, I, I ain't got nothing here. Just that's it. That's a whole statement. It's better to shit in your pants. I love that. That's uh, that's great. <laughs> YouTube user Bucketbot says two huh. years ago edited. Only a true living God is capable of this and that, the song and the act. Handicapable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Something like that. The song and the act. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a cool act. Mm-hmm. A YouTube user Kirzo says three years ago, fork time. Fork time. Yeah, I like fork time. Fork time. Fork time in your mind. In your mind. <laughs> your mind. <laughs> uh, that's a reference to our bonus episode about Loose in 8, available on our Patreon. Yeah, wonderful, um, wonderful album. Joe H. Uh, comes in swinging with some pretty wild ideas here. Two months ago, edited. This has to be written just for us. Joe H. says, The Da Vinci Code is what he speaks Buckethead is awake. Very few understand. A frequency genius of ancient geometric sequences. His catalog will be infinite. There's so much more than just the bucket and the mask on a level beyond the material world. That dude, <laughs> that dude is high. Dude, so high. Somebody, so, somebody read back-to-back DMT, the spirit molecule, and the Da Vinci Code, and then was like, holy shit. Right. No, no, he watched yes, the Da sorry, Vinci yeah, Code uh, with a screenplay by Akiva Goldsmith. Yes, oh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also a showrunner for Strange New Worlds, which we talk about on our other uh-huh. podcast. It's all bucket it's connected. All bucket. It's all linked. Aliens. It's all, it's all linked to bucket. Buckets. Yeah. Um, buckets. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about Donnie Ka's comment. Okay, so... T- Ooh, Tom Sawyer, the Rush fan. Yeah, today's Tom Sawyer. A real Tom Sawyer, he gets high on you. He comments on Buckethead just for you. Tom, today's Tom Sawyer says, four years ago, edited. Hopefully he doesn't get into a Halloween series again. This is ambiente, not music. Selling this as music is unrespectful. <laughs> no likes, but 21 sub comments. Oh, ratioed, dude. Ratioed. No, yeah, he got ratioed fucking hard for buckethead youtube he yeah. got his ass Dude. handed it, it, back what, to what's him. funny though is like even when people fight on buckethead youtube they're pretty respectful like most of the people that responded yeah. were just like hey man i don't think that's that's right like he's done a lot of this stuff yeah. in the past and this is also pretty good it's kind of par for the course for what he does like there's no re- reason to be mad about this you know and uh i agree with that yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it's like if, if if you don't like it, don't buy it. Like people put it up on YouTube and you can preview the music. Mm-hmm. Like it's selling this as music is unrespectful to who? To the people who actually want to buy it, because there are people who want to buy it. It's it's just music you don't like. Mm-hmm. You know? Ambiente. Ambi- music. Yeah, he's not a fan of ambiente. I love how we spelled that. <laughs> ambient with an E on ambiente. the Ambiente. 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 And also unrespectful. Uh, I've never that's not a word. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's unrespectful to Buckethead. <laughs> Truly. Fuck you, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, today's Tom Sawyer. More like uh, yesterday's Tom Sawyer. Today's Tom Sawyer. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> today's Tom Sawyer. He gets by on you. Um, I wish I could eat music, 
says two years ago. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Since I started listening to Big B, I can speak my mind freely. My thoughts are much more precise. Demons are going away. My ears are clear. I don't care about the reaction of people anymore. He is really one of the greatest we have. Thanks, Big B, for everything. This is a truly bucket pill. <laughs> it really is. Like it's it's one of those people who like is is giving Buckethead somehow credit for like changing mm-hmm. their life through instrumental music, which is like there is no message. Yes. It's good music, but there's no message. How is it going to change your fucking yes. life? Agreed. Um, it, it's really like, it's weird because like how deep we are in the pikes. The people that are still posting on there, the people that are still commenting mm. on them, I feel like are like losing their minds. Like they're, they're all collectively going to a place where they're like, this is the meaning of life. Uh, I have mm-hmm. I have achieved true nirvana through listening to this music, through experiencing all of this, and uh, I am now ascending to a higher plane of consciousness and understanding. And I'm like, you guys, it's just yeah, a, I'm just dude, a, it's, it's it, just a guitar it's a me- solo. <laughs> it's a it's a metal album. Yeah. Like he he's literally just a decent metal album. Like what the fuck, guy? Mm-hmm. Like wow. Yeah. Um, YouTube user Red Relic says two years ago, Holy Trinity, Buckethead. Jimmy Page, Eddie Hazel. Right. <laughs> uh, T- tell me uh, you grew up in the 70s without telling me you grew up in the oh 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody is... I mean, Eddie Hazel rules. I love Eddie Hazel. Uh, Parliament yeah, 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 definitely. Like, Eddie guitarist. Hazel's great, but... Jimmy Page is a rapist. Yeah, and also um, just bad at... at uh, not a great a guitar. Guitarist. Yeah, you know he's a sloppy guitar Ooh, player. Not, I, I would I would recommend uh, everyone watch their performance. I think it was for Live Aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Jimmy Page is so high out of his mind, and he he plays everything like shit. <laughs> and the but what's cooler is uh, fucking um, uh, Phil Collins is playing drums for them because it's after John Bonham. Whoa! Died. And Phil Collins sucks. <laughs> So, but he, he, he ruins all of the songs. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's so funny. Oh, that's interesting. So if you want to, if you want to watch, uh, Jimmy Page and Phil Collins fail at the same time, go look up. I think it's, uh, Led Zeppelin's like Zeppelin? live Aid reunion. Zeppelin. Okay. Yeah. Red, red leopards. Oh, okay. Red leopard. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, deaf leopard. Yeah. Deaf Zeppelin. Uh, red. Yeah. Red. Yep. That yeah. one. Yeah. Totally. Sure, why not? Totally. Okay. Uh, I think it's time for our favorite YouTube commenter. Oh, is mm-hmm. it? Let's go for this one. Master of the shift key, a bucket bot divine. Commenter extraordinaire. It's time for Jordan Vine. Jordan Vine says four years ago. For, for fuck's sake. sake. This is world-class music, music. Buckethead music that is way, 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 way better, better than, than anything else in the music, music industry, industry or the history, history of, of music. music. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. We love, we love that. Um, <laughs> I can't even see this. This is Here, dense. Uh, I'll... I'll uh, no, I, I got it. I can. I can make the. Okay. Okay. I've got a huge. Uh, yeah, no, it's hard for me to read too. Um, okay. Jordan Vine says four years ago, this is 
Buckethead, the, the master, master guitarist. guitarist. He's not. not a beginner, so he doesn't need any guitar, guitar teachers. teachers giving him advice on how he should be playing the guitar and how he should be doing things and question the thing he did that you thought he didn't do right. He's Buckethead, Buckethead not, not someone learning the guitar for the first time. He's, he's fucking, fucking Buckethead, Buckethead the, the master, master of, of the, the instrument. instrument. Okay, he used to have a guitar teacher, Paul Gilbert, but he does, does not, not, I repeat, repeat does, does not need or want any now. So stop trying to be a guitar, guitar teacher to him. He's doing completely, completely fine without, without one. one. So please, 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 please leave him alone to do what the fuck he likes with his music. Wow. Yeah, it's bold. Uh, I'm surprised there's no likes on that. Yeah, one. you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So yeah. and so is this one. So we've got one more Jordan mm-hmm. Vine for the night, and then we're gonna do one more Bucket Void, and then we'll we're gonna wrap up. Okay. So okay. this one's pretty fucking good. This is a very it's a classic Jordan Vine. If I had to pick a classic Jordan Vine, this is a classic Jordan Vine right here. Oh, this is yeah. Uh, do you want to go back? And yes, forth absolutely. On the list, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Um, I love it when he does these. These are so good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jordan Vine says four years ago. When are people gonna realize and understand that it's his music? Cause I'm sick and tired and fed up of reading comments like i wish he'd done this i wish he'd done that i want him to do this i want him to do that why did he do this why did he do that i want another pike slash album like that he should do less of this and more of that slow down and do a proper decent album stop doing the pikes etc Look, people, it's his, his music, music not, not, I repeat, repeat not, not ours. ours. He can, can do what, what? He, the fuck he wants to do with his, his fucking music. music. And if you don't like something he's doing or done, tough, tough shit. Because it's his, his music, music, not ours. ours. When are people going to realize that when, when, I'll tell you this now, I'm not, not winging, whining, moaning, and complaining, fuck, fuck no. no, keep the awesome, awesome music coming, I say, bucket head forever, Jordan Lastly for today, Santiago Bernabe Leal says four years ago. <laughs> you said there was no cum corner, Spencer. I don't have this queued up. You son of a bitch. You lied to me. This is a secret cum corner, okay? Okay, okay. Uh, and they say, hey, what happened with your whole channel? And whole is spelled. Sorry. 
Hole is spelled H-O-L-E. Statements from the bucket Bucket Wow. Super duper pooper scooper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 Spencer, we're to the part of the show where we uh, recommend a thing yeah, or a couple are. things yeah. or any any amount of things we want, really. It's, I know. It's up to you. I do have a, I have a big recommendation this uh-huh. week. So I, uh, my, the new job that I'm doing uh, gives me a lot of time to listen to, to music, like just listen to headphones and podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. uh, because I'm mostly just like working at a computer so I can just cool. listen to whatever, which is pretty nice. So I've been using that time to listen to a lot of albums. I listened to a bunch of albums this week, but one album I ended up listening to multiple times. Um, now, when I was driving down to uh, the Bay Area here from Seattle, I put on like a, a lot of... Uh, just like auto-generated playlists. Like I would like play a song and then just have it like play similar songs for a while. And one of the things I I spent a lot of time listening to was like 90s alternative rock um, radio. And I discovered a band that I have known about for a long time but never actually listened to. Radiohead? Uh, (laughs) uh, No. no. Um, But that band is Local H. Oh, yeah. Local H is pretty cool. Local H is very fucking cool. Um, and specifically their 1996 album, As Good As Dead. Um, that album fucking rocks. I've yes. listened to it a bunch of times this week. It is a it is an excellent 90s alternative rock album. It's every song is great. Mm-hmm. It's it's really diverse. It's really cool. It's the aggressive. Instrument, their and, instrumentation is super tight. Uh, yeah. one thing I really like about Local H that I like about um like pay, pavement i guess is like everyone is always playing pocket and their drummer is solid as fuck yeah yeah yeah. so that's that's one thing about this band they've they've had Mm -hmm. three drummers and uh the drummer is always very very good especially on this album the drummer is fantastic and what's also interesting about this band is they are a two-piece it is just a drummer and a guitar player slash vocalist and that is it and so like he plays all the guitar and uh bass on the album oh and does all so they do have bass on recordings okay Mm -hmm. because yeah, when I uh, to well, so when they play live, he actually has bass pickups on his Strat running oh, into a bass amp. That's fun. So, like, that's, that's how they play live. It's super cool. Like, yeah. really neat, especially because, like, you listen to the songs and you're like, it doesn't sound like a two-piece at all. It sounds, like, really full and the songs are really well-written and everything. And it's just super cool. Uh, so I went down a rabbit hole, like, reading about that band. And then I listened to, I've, I've listened to almost their whole discography mm-hmm. uh, this week. Um, not quite, because I went back to listen to As Good As Dead a couple of times, because that album is really, really good. But, uh yeah, they're all of their albums are really solid. Like, mm-hmm. really cool, like heavy rock stuff. Yeah. Really neat, really good songwriting. Really good vocals. Like, um, just super cool band. Really into them. I can't recommend that album enough, though. It mm-hmm. is fantastic. Uh, you know who I actually discovered this week who was really fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. Is you ever listened to Red Fang? They're a Portland band. Oh yeah, like yeah. stoner rock. Yeah, yeah, I'd never listened to them before, and like. I kind of fell out of stoner rock, even though like you know, Queens of the Stone Age used to be like my favorite band. Definitely. But, Same. um, you know, nothing's really captured like the feeling I got from like, you know, Queens of the Stone Age first couple albums, but like Red Fang is like almost like that. Like, Interesting. I, I haven't listened to that band since yeah. like 2010. Yeah, definitely. Like, wow. Cause that's probably just their first album. Cause they're not yeah. that old of a band. So yeah. you probably listen to their debut album, but like their newer stuff is especially good. Super huh. layered. Like, really fucking cool stuff. They got two vocalists. Both of them are really good. Nice. And they're, like, diverse enough to where, like, you know, like Queens of the Stone Age, like, the songs are very distinct when 
either vocalist does stuff because cool. one of the vocalists is the bassist and the other one's a guitarist, which we love when that happens. Yeah, that's fun. I like that too. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll have to give that a listen. Um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, my actual recommendation... Are you done with recommendations? I'm done, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so I've got a bunch of recommendations this week. Uh, uh, first and foremost, holy shit, The Boys Season 3 was incredible. I did, I just I just found out that was airing the other day. Yeah, I didn't even I know mean, that the, was airing. The finale just happened. I watched it all with uh, my brother, and uh-huh. it is easily the best season of the show so far in an wow. already good show. Yeah, like both of the... The first two seasons were amazing. Like, yeah, they're, they they're so amazing, good. but this season they take so many risks and all of them pay off in amazing storytelling like Hmm. it's fucked up and it's also like they've gone like very just like leftist satire entirely Hmm. and so it's like and i i love when media has great politics and the politics of the show now were fantastic like they're super anti-imperialist you know uh anti-conservative it's really fucking wonderful uh, nice. They do like a lot of criticism on media and shit like that. Like they they have a big platform and they're using it really well. And I'm surprised Amazon lets them do the show. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah, yeah no, but, I'm, I'm really excited to watch mm, that. I really liked those first two seasons. Yeah, I thought the, the first season was great, but then the second season I felt like really like upped the yeah, ante. The, the I'm third season to hear that it does it ups even more. the ante yeah. even more. Like it cool. gets wild, and it's still like you know believable in the context of the show. Like it it definitely works. Nice. Uh, Another thing I have to recommend uh, is Eric Foner's Reconstruction. It's a book, big history wow. book. Okay. I love a big history book. Mm-hmm. And this one is a big, wild history book. Gives like amazing context on exactly what went wrong with race relations and civil rights in America after Abe Lincoln died. Whoa. And it makes you just fucking hate, you know, especially... Uh, um, President Johnson was a real piece of shit. But then even Grant was a real fucking piece of shit, too, even though he was a Republican. And uh, it's mm-hmm. really interesting because they use a lot of um, first source uh, documents. And so, like, a lot of people talking about the times within the context of the times. And something that's super striking to me is people who wanted black, uh, you know, black suffrage wanted to allow black people to vote. And wanted to allow women to vote mm-hmm. at that time were all labeled as radicals. Interesting. And that's fucking wild to me that, like, those ideas, you know, 150 years ago were considered radical to yeah, people. That's pre- I mean, we still consider them radical. <laughs> <laughs> Women's <laughs> rights are radical. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just such an interesting you know, time capsule and like a way we can look back at the past and be like, wow, we're still basically like that fucked up. And like the, the line of thought that conservatives are still using to take away people's rights is the exact same that they did back then. And it's completely fucked up. That's completely fucked up. Oh, really quick before, that sounds great. Really quick before we end, I have an anti-recommendation. Yeah. um, And that is this right here. It is a new LaCroix flavor Mm -hmm. called Cherry Blossom. It's interesting. It is the grossest thing I've ever had. It is fucking terrible. Reframe it. Reframe it. Uh, Have a cold one and think of it as chocolate cherry. And, yeah. and it tastes different. It's interesting. It tastes like a chocolate cherry a little bit. You, you know what it tastes like to me, though? Mm-hmm. It tastes like artificial almond flavor. It's just, it's That's artificial almond flavor. That's what okay. it is. Like, it, it tastes gross. Hmm. Like, I hate it. I, don't, I, I didn't hate it. It was fine. I'm not going to buy it again, but it was like 
once I, I reframed it as thinking of it as chocolate cherry, I enjoyed it a lot more. Mm, I could see that. I'll I say could that. see that. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's um, a weird flavor. Very speaking weird of flavor. speaking of uh I actually have I have a third recommendation that is sparkling water. <laughs> oh my god. Or Ora, okay. Ora sparkling water is fucking incredible. What is that? It is a new sparkling water brand. I uh, stole it from Whole Foods. Nice. Um, you can steal it from there too, I'm sure. Yeah. Lo- your local Whole Foods. And if they don't have that, steal something else. Yeah, steal from oh, Whole fuck Foods. Em. Fuck them. They, don't, they don't have security that'll go past the door. Uh-huh. Like, uh, it's against their company regulations, which is, you know, it's free reign. They'll just call the cops. Maybe you can't go in there for a couple months or mask up, you know, who cares? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They'll never recognize you. They'll just think you're extra safe on COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ouroboros, uh, especially their watermelon mint flavor is the most flavorful fucking sparkling water I've ever had in my life. It's insane. Nice. It is like, it's so fucking good. Uh, they also have a lemongrass coconut that is out of this world. Oh, that sounds Super really good. Super lemongrassy. I, I love lemongrass. It's yeah, really they have a lavender something that's wonderful. Like, they've got a lot of great flavors. It's a little mm-hmm. more expensive than most sparkling water, but it's a treat. It's yeah. fucking wonderful. Highly nice. recommend you. It's, it's not more expensive if you steal it. <laughs> That's true. That is true. It is definitely free if you steal it. Unless, to see you know, it. you get caught and you have to do restitution or some shit, which Ooh, is dumb. Gross. Yeah. Fuck, fuck all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it time Hell for yeah. my favorite part of the show? I think it's time for some bucket jokes. Ladies call me Big League Chew because I only last 30 seconds max. <laughs> nice. I'm opening a bar for fellow members of Antifa. We only serve Molotov cocktails. Hey. hey, did you hear about the guy who was hired to catch the crew member who had been stealing equipment from the last tour of seminal white reggae band, The Police? <laughs> did you hear about that? No, it, was no. a, it was a sting operation. Oh. Hey, uh, my brother is planning a wedding, and I told him he should hold it near a cell phone tower, you know, for the reception. <laughs> that, that sounds like a joke that came up like in conversation and you were like i gotta write this down <laughs> maybe uh why did eric clapton move his family to hawaii why well he didn't want the rest of his children to experience the fall Ooh. <laughs> uh, i watched step up to the streets last night i wonder if there's a biological up to the streets <laughs> I actually like that a lot. That was good. Uh, all cops are bastards. It's actually pretty disrespectful to the, all, all the good people out there without fathers. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've failed at becoming a vampire so many times, I can't even count. Oh. Oh. Uh, I got ejected from my secret chili society. I spilled the beans. <laughs> Uh, uh-oh. Uh, I'll, I'll end my jokes on this one. Uh, you know what they say? When life gives you lenins, Mark David Chapman. <laughs> wow. Okay, so so that's all my original jokes. Uh, now, uh, in uh, 
you know, the last couple of weeks I have uh, scoured the internet for the worst one-liners oh, I can possibly I'm find, so and I I have another batch of the worst one-liners <laughs> I've ever new, heard. This is my new actual favorite part. Of okay, the show. well, I mean, I guess the the segment is still your favorite segment. It's, it's just it's like true. It's true. All right, so here we go. So this is uh, Reddit one-liners with zero upvotes or less. <laughs> here we go. Half the people say you're not supposed to. And the other half say, why not? This causes a lot of problems. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write this <laughs> shitty joke, man. I just copy-pasted it, man. Okay. All right. I mean, I guess that's right. true. Maybe. Okay, here we go. Here we go. If life begins at conception, where is the preconception? Uh... Mm-hmm. I've got 99 problems, but white privilege ensures that they're relatively trivial or easily worked out with a therapist. <laughs> what? That's not how white, per- not every white person has access to a therapist. Yeah. That's not really what white privilege is about. <laughs> it's not. I wow. can't spell decentralized currency without the letters C I A N S and A. <laughs> Is that a conspiracy joke? I have no there was no comments on it in no in like a negative upvote value. I was like what? So I, I looked it up and I was like, I looked up the letters in order and stuff like that. And like, I have no idea what this motherfucker is talking about. Well, CIA, NSA is what they're Oh, okay. About. Yeah. But I can't spell decentralized currency without involving the CIA and NSA. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't, I don't exactly. It. Like, is it implying that like, like crypto is like a, a being scam attacked by NSA by and the CIA government, the American government. I know it's like, like that's the thing is like it doesn't make any sense on any level. Even if you put those fucking three letter organizations in there, it makes less sense. Uh-huh. Because at least those letters are, I think, all in no, yeah, no, not the S. Yeah, those letters. That's not even correct. <laughs> like one of those letters isn't even in there. You fucking idiot. God, I hate that joke. <laughs> joke anyway, sucks. so here's another one. Just read about the Greek goddess for the vagina, Clamicles. <laughs> I couldn't find anything on Clitorisius, but did find Chlamydia Therius, the goddess of YOLO. Uh. <laughs> that. That was a true groaner. That was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I see what they're trying to do there, but it's not funny. Yeah. It's really bad. I, I like it when I can see what they're trying to do, though. And I'm like, ooh, you made all the wrong decisions there. They did. They did. Here's here's one where not a, no good decisions were made. If Ivanka Trump married Larry Zonka, she'd be Ivana Zonka. Ivanka, Ivanka Zonka. Yeah, Ivanka Zonka. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new motto for U.S. currency proposed by the end the Fed types: "In gold we trust." 
Is that the joke? That's the joke, Spencer. All right. Ha, 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 ha. Because they ha. like the gold standard. They think uh-huh. the gold standard is... In in gold we trust, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. You know, I never liked the Olympics. The only time I'd run 1,500 meters is when a copper is behind me. <laughs> they really say copper? That person, <laughs> like, that person's did, did, never Did the Kenzie a newsboy write this? Yeah, like, yeah, what? No, that person has never run from the police. No, like no one calls, oh no, the coppers, they're <laughs> after us. We've been hooligans again. Like, Yeah. Mm. Woof. All right. I'm going to have to explain the spelling on this one. Okay. So... If automo if automobiles were spelled automobiles e e l s, then electric ones could be shortened to electric eels. <laughs> Is that a joke? Like I I am struggling with that. <laughs> I struggled with that too, man. How if many automobiles did that get? were <laughs> spelled automobiles with e e l s on the end. Uh huh then electric ones could be shortened to electric eels. You realize that's 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 a lo- that's longer, isn't it than electric car? Yeah. Yeah. Or electric cars, but yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to close uh, on one I did before, but it remains my favorite worst one-liner that I have possibly found. Okay. Um are are you ready? I, I, my body is ready. It it never gets old. Here we go. Two women walked into a library. <laughs> they cleaned it so well. <laughs> that joke is so bad. I don't know why it's so funny. Like the thought, just the thought of someone typing that in and being like, yeah, that's the one. This is that's, my good joke. That's the that wording gonna... I like. <laughs> What subreddit is this that you're pulling these from? R slash one-liners. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, that somebody like punching that in and being like, ah, ha, ha. I hope they laughed yeah. at their own joke and then then submitted that. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> They cleaned it so well, Spencer. <laughs> uh, where can we find you on the internet? Spencer.zone. What about you? Uh, you can find me at Dog Vorbis, but you know what? Go to at a bucket cast on pretty much any social say hello hell yeah yeah well with that i have been spencer and i have been britain you've been listening to getting head a bucket bucket cast cast. stay greasy bucketheads a namaste Yeah, baby. We lied. There's one more thing. You can't try to get laid or watch me ball. You gotta go out and get that job. Hey, here we are. It's the Ralph Zone. Yeah, it is.
this is the segment of the show where we every week we rewrite a scene from the 2009 Bam Margera written and directed film Minghags. In uh, which uh, one of the characters, Ralph, is talking to his father about getting a job, and we just rewrite it to uh, fit um, classic uh, conflicts in history. Conflicts in history, exactly. Yeah, indeed. Uh, would you like to start out with yours or mine today, Spencer? Honestly, it doesn't matter. What do you think? Uh, totally up to you. All right, we'll do mine. There's a bit of like prep we got to talk about. We got to okay. explain this one a little bit. Right. Um, okay, so I mentioned Local H earlier today. Well, the guitar player, bass player, vocalist, kind of main songwriter guy from Local H is a guy named Scott Lucas. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently the band, at least according to their Wikipedia, is known for doing unusual live shows. And this is the the part here that... um, And also... Uh, in this time period in their in their history, so this is going to take place in 2007. In this time period in their history, they were dropped from their label after each album they released. So they released an album, got dropped from a label, released another album on a different label, got dropped from that label, and wow. they they went through like four labels um, huh. in, in like a pretty short period of time. Um, but they okay. So this is what it says on Wikipedia. In July 2007, Local H played an early morning show at U.S. Cellular Field in Chicago at the conclusion of the Nike Rock and Run 5K race, where runners ended the race on the field. This is the part that's interesting. Tickets to the show were only available by spotting Scott Lucas in public and speaking the phrase, attention all planets of the Solar Federation, we have assumed control directly to him. Now that is a reference to the song 2112 by Rush. How, and how how did people how were people supposed to know? To I do don't know. I could not find more information about this, but apparently that is a thing that happened. And so my my take on that is like I'm going to imagine that a record label executive is talking to Scott Lucas about this and being like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, so would you like to be Scott Lucas or the record exec? Uh, I will be Scott Lucas. All right. And that's the second one, right? The Ralph? Correct. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's get a voice here. Um, Jesus Christ, Scott Lucas. Aren't you supposed to sell tickets to your July 2007 show in Chicago through the normal channels? There's this obscure Rush reference I need to hear from strangers. You can't ask people to literally just find you on the street and recite a cryptic phrase, Scott. You gotta sell tickets normally. Nah, I'm gonna wander around outside and see if anybody finds me tonight. Scott, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna be normal today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm taking the day off. Back at the label, we drop difficult artists like you. I'd like to reevaluate your contract, stupid. You couldn't reevaluate the side of a barn. <laughs> so, when we are at the venue, you're just gonna go be and turn people away? Well, we aren't at the venue yet, so there's plenty of time for fans to find me. <sighs> I can't believe your fans put up with this. What kind of fans wouldn't want to put up with this? What a waste of effort. My name is Scott Lucas. 
God, Scott, your weird band makes a good target. By the end of the day, you better reconsider these live show gimmicks. See this? This contract? You're getting dropped from the label, and it's gonna hurt. Meow. Be normal, Scott! <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, next one doesn't need too much uh, context. You you probably heard about this before, uh, especially if you're into wrestling. Back in, uh, I think, uh, 1986, right before WrestleMania II, um, Jesse the Body Ventura, then a commentator, um, tried to unionize the WWF at the time, which is now the WWE. Uh, Vince McMahon has been very much in the news lately, so I thought I'd pull this one out because it's very relevant. Okay. Um, so Vince McMahon, uh, it just came out. He uh, has had to pay at least four women in the company $12 million in order to clear up sexual al- assault allegations against him or sexual misconduct allegations. Oof. Allegations. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is just about uh, Hulk Hogan being a tattletale on Jesse Ventura. Okay. For trying to unionize the WWF. You want to be Jesse or the Hulkster? Uh, I guess I'll be They're the, pretty much the same voice. I'll be the so. Hulkster, brother. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, brother. All right, <clears throat> so you lead here. You start okay. this one out. That sounds good. Um, ready. Jesus Christ, Jesse Ventura, brother. Aren't you supposed to be on commentary today? No, Hulkster. I got a union organization meeting at four. You can't have no union meeting, brother. You got to get that money for Vince McMahon. No, I, I want to get unionized tonight. The body, brother, I'm getting tired of it. This doesn't work for me, brother, and you're going to stop agitating today. T-O-D-A-Y. Man, this is muffed up. Back in the territories, we'd kill unionists like you. I'd like to do a shoot on you, brother. You couldn't do a shoot fight on the side of a barn. If we were at WrestleMania, I'd hulk up and I'd hulk out, brother. But we're not at WrestleMania. My reputation will save me. I can't believe that helped you make... I can't believe I even helped make you popular. I was already popular before you even wrestled. What a waste of the body. My name is Jesse. Your position in the company makes a good target. Stop this union nonsense or else, brother. You see these lips? They're going to tattle on you to the boss. Fuck unions, brother. Fuck Hulk Hogan. (laughs) That's pretty funny. It's kind of weird. Jesse, uh, the body of Ventura, actually didn't find out Hulk was the one that tattled on him for like eight years until like 1994 when court proceedings revealed that. Huh. And then, and they were still friends at that point. And then Jesse Ventura just never called him again, which is awesome. That rocks. Yeah, we do. We do love just dropping people for being an anti-unionist piece of shit. Yeah, man. (laughs) Fuck that. It's no yeah. good. So, yeah, that's, the, that's show. the show. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye, pizza pie. Heck yeah.